Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker, author of Confessions of a Movie Attic, right here at www.blogtalkradio.com. out there. This is Betty Jo Tucker thanking you for tuning in to Movie Attic Headquarters. We have a great show today, folks. In fact, it's a combined Oscar after party and celebration of the release of my new book, Cinema Stanzas Rhyming About Movies. So the bubbly is already flowing and the popcorn popping in the chat room. And happily, we have four special guests who are all Movie Attic Headquarters favorites, film critics Richard Jack Smith, James Colt Harrison, and Diana Sanger are here to rant and rave about Sunday's Oscar results during the first part of the show. Plus, publisher Denise Casino joins us later to talk about cinema stanzas. We're very lucky to have these A-list guests, and I want to remind everyone about their impressive backgrounds. Richard, the author of Incidental Gold, writes movie and soundtrack reviews for Real Talk Movie Reviews. James is a film historian who contributes reviews to various outlets, including Review Express and Classic Movie Guide. Diana, an award-winning author, is also the entertainment editor of San Diego's East County Gazette and founder of Classic Movie Guide. Denise heads up bestseller services and works with authors who want to launch their book successfully. As the publisher of Cinema Stanzas, she'll explain how this book caught her eye and what has been involved in promoting it. I see our film critics are waiting patiently in the green room, so let's bring them on right now. Ladies first, as usual. Uh, But I do have to mention that we're having a little bit of technical difficulty because Diana, trooper that she is, is uh, calling in on the road in San Diego, and so we may have a a little bit of a problem, but we're so glad that Diana is here. So I'm going to bring her on now. Diana? Thanks for joining yes. our Oscar after party. I pulled off the road, so we're stopped now. You're stopped. Okay, very good. <laughs> well, it's so great to have you with us again. And, and the same goes for your San Diego colleague, James. James, I understand you spent almost the entire day on Sunday with Academy Award viewing. Am I right? <laughs> yes, I'm still in my catatonic state and my eyes are crossed from watching so much Oscar stuff on television. But it was fun. Well, I feel the same way you do, you know, watching watching all of that go on and and for hour after hour after hour. But uh good for you for 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 doing the whole thing and, and I know that you're definitely ready to talk about the Oscars. Just like I know Richard Jack Smith who's calling in all the way from Wales, is also ready. Richard, did you watch the entire Academy Awards ceremony on TV over there in Wales? Actually, no, I didn't watch the whole ceremony, but I, I, I got the results the next morning and I watched the highlight show. Um, I had stuff on the next day, and uh, the, given the time difference, 
I couldn't st- stay up from like one thirty in the morning till five because uh, I had oh, some no. stuff going on the next <laughs> I day. I didn't realize yeah, that because I should have remembered that you you uh, in fact right now during this show it's nine o'clock dark over there in Wales. Yes, it's so pitch well black. at least you well at least you got the you got the results and and uh, we'll be calling on you. Uh, to get some reaction there, and it's just such a pleasure to have all three of you here today. I'm curious uh, to hear your reactions, um, all three of you, about those results and and about the ceremony. And the first thing I want to know is what was your biggest surprise at the Oscars this year? Personally, I had three things that definitely uh, surprised me. Mark Rylance winning Best Supporter Act, Supporting Actor instead of Sylvester Stallone because, you know, every, I thought that, that Sylvester Stallone would win because he's such a sentimental favorite. And then secondly, the the indie film, Ex Machina, winning Best Visual Effects in a category of, you know, those other heavy hitter nominees. And the fact that the show went on, without a major hitch in spite of the serious diversity controversy surrounding the event. But let's start with you, James. What was the biggest surprise for you at this year's uh, Oscar ceremony? <laughs> my, my biggest surprise was Mad Max winning Best Costume Design. And I have a funny, <laughs> uh, I have a funny quote from uh, British comedian Stephen Fry, who is absolutely hilarious. He was the host of the BAFTA Awards over there in London. And what he yes. said about Jenny Beaven, the costume designer for Mad Max, was, quote, only one of the great cinematic costume designers would come to an award ceremony dressed as a bag lady. She was <laughs> hilarious. She looked horrible. She looked like a cross between a motorcycle driver and a bag lady. <laughs> and she did the same. She did, she did the same thing yeah. here at, in Hollywood. That well, was my favorite. Yeah, she had. Uh, she was. Re- she really had on a costume that reminded you of Mad of Mad Max. And uh, that Mad Max. How many Oscars did? My gosh, I thought it was going to take everything. Oh, they it won a lot six. of them. Yes, they won six. 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 Yeah. Oh my lord! That, I I was getting, I was getting worried. My my husband is a fan of that movie, and I couldn't watch it all the way through because it's the type of filmmaking that gives me a migraine. You know, so loud and fast, and so I I was just out of it where Mad Max was concerned. Well, what surprised you the most, Richard? Uh, actually, the, the, one of the ones you've already mentioned, which was uh, Ex Machina winning Best Visual Effects, I did not see that one coming. And it's funny because uh, my prediction was Star Wars, because I thought it's the biggest movie in American box office history. Uh, it costs a lot of money to make. I mean, by comparison, Ex Machina is an independent film. cost maybe $15 million, and it won Best Visual Effects. Uh, and uh, like I say, it was, that, that was a total surprise to me. I remember... I got up in the morning, went on the Internet Movie Database, uh, Ward Central, and when I came to Special Visual Effects and I saw that it, it was the winner, I, I thought, gosh, I, I didn't. It was totally dumbfounded. <laughs> still am in a way. I'm still shocked. 
<laughs> well, I I thought that that was you know quite surprising. I I thought that the visual effects were were very very good in that uh, in that film, but uh, and and I was I I just couldn't couldn't believe it. But um, so that so we we're in agreement that that's one of the biggest uh, surprises. Yeah. And Diana, and what what surprises did you did you have at the Oscars? Well, kind of the same ones. I was surprised at um, the Ex Machina thing and all the ones that, you know, uh, Mad Max got. And um, like you guys, I did watch the entire show, but I also get the Oscar feeds by the minute from backstage where all the people oh. are being interviewed. Oh, and really? And at home, and I, was, I was hoping to bring some of those up, but since they're on my computer, I can't, but... So I was up till 1 a.m. It was a very long day. Yes, it it must have it must have been. Uh, were you disappointed with any of the awards, Diana? I think we lost her. I guess we did. Uh, she'll probably call back. How how about you, um, James? Were you disappointed with any of the awards? Oh, I kind of wanted uh, Kate Blanchett to win Best Actress. Uh, I just favor her so much. She's such a good actress. And not to say that Brie Larson wasn't good. And uh, forgive me, I always want to call her Brie Cheese for some reason. But But I couldn't get through that movie. (laughs) You couldn't get through Room? No, no, it was horrible. (laughs) <laughs> so, so you, so did they, uh, you did were they ever get out that, of the room? <laughs> yeah, I guess they got out of the room to collect the Oscar, but but it, it was a, it was it's filmed in the dark, which I hate. You know, when they film movies in the dark, and you're trying to figure it's out, murky. what am I seeing? I can't see anything. Am I going blind or what? They didn't pay the electric bill apparently on the set, but uh, <laughs> it was. I know. You know I'm to put more light bulbs in. <laughs> yes, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't well, get through that movie. Yeah. Well, uh Kate Blanchett, I mean, just when her when her name is she's getting to be like uh, Meryl Streep when her yeah. name yes, is Yes, I think that. Yeah. Yeah. She she does such great work and looks so different in in most of the movies that she she plays in and she she also had a great part Last year in uh, Cinderella as the evil stepmother. Yes, yes was, and Betty Jo, uh, that was the the other thing. I thought the costumes in Cinderella were so beautifully done, uh, and I know that you uh, loved Cinderella as a film. Oh. And also, I believe the uh, the costume designer was named Sandy Powell, and she also designed Carol, I believe. Um but well, she win. does a great job. She does a great yeah. job, and that uh, those costumes for Cinderella, I I was hoping that they would win, but I I never dreamed <laughs> that it would be Mad Max winning for her no. costume. No, oh, no, that, that's that's for sure. <laughs> well, how about you, Richard? Were you what were you disappointed with? Well, aside from Sylvester Stallone not winning for Creed. 
and uh, the, the animated short prologue, which was the Richard Williams one, which I thought would win um, in that category. Uh, not to sound too much like a, a party pooper, but I think you know now that Emmanuel Lubezki has won three consecutive Oscars for cinematography. Uh, nothing against the man personally, but I don't really want to see him up on stage next year for a fourth time. I mean, yes, he's now tied with Vittorio Storaro, who's had three Oscars. The late uh, Conrad L. Hall also won three, and Rob Richardson, who was nominated uh, for the Hate for Late. Um, he's done great work in the past. I actually think he should have won for Sleepy Hollow uh, 15 years ago because that was a great cinematography job. Uh, such amazing. Uh, Contrast, it was, even though it was a colour film, looked like it was in black and white. Uh, I haven't seen The Revenant yet, um, uh, and it looks great. I mean, the wide-angle lenses and stuff, but, uh, yeah, I think uh, it's it's over, overdoing it a little bit now with him getting three Oscars in a row. I mean, they only hand out the award, you know, once a year, and it's it's time for someone else to have an award now, I think. Again, not to sound too much like a, you know, I'm spoiling the party sort of thing. No, no, no. He's my favorite. Yeah, he's my favorite. I really thought that he was, that the cinematography in uh, The Revenant was just extraordinary. So I didn't have yeah. any problem with that. I, I think maybe Diana might be back on. Diana, were you disappointed with any of the awards? Oh, a few. Um, I, I think Reverend did, did do good in cinematography. Um Let's see. Um, not hard without my list here. <laughs> um, the Mad Max things, I think I mentioned that. Oh, and um, what I was disappointed at was the Academy because in getting the, the, the interviews from all the people backstage, I don't know where they get their journalists to question these people, but they ask such mm. stupid questions of these people who just won an Oscar and half of them are just like speechless because they don't even know how to answer the questions. I mean, it's just ridiculous. How how do you feel? Tell Tell them about uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Well, they had a French Egyptian journalist there for the first time. So he asked Leonardo, how about your award? Leonardo says, how about it? Well, it's an (laughs) award. Yes, it is. Well, how about it? Well, I don't know. How about it? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and finally, says, you know what? Oh, that's great. Know. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I go, who invited that man? <laughs> oh, that's that's, that's oh, just a, that is really something. I mean, that that poor guy. He he had the Leo he had the, about the, the, the <laughs> nomination. <laughs> He's had to, and like, I have all those fifth. interviews. Oh, that's um, great! I have all the interviews up on my Facebook page, so if anybody wants to read oh, all good. those interviews, they're there. Oh yeah. Yes, go over, uh, listeners. Go over to uh, Diana Sanger, S A E N G A R. No, it's E R, right? E R on Facebook. Yeah, you are on Facebook, yeah. and uh, I'm going to go there right after the show to hear the hear the backstage information. Thanks, <laughs> Diana, for for having that for us. Well, I was disappointed. Uh, well, I think Richard has already mentioned this, but uh, I I was really disappointed that Star Wars: The Force Awakens didn't receive even one award, you know, for sound or any John effects. Williams. 
costumes. I yeah. that that disappointed me. My my heart sank when when that when that didn't win for yeah. anything. And I you know, would have the, pre- excuse me, Diana. Part of the problem of that was you know, in, in our critics group, they didn't we didn't even get to see it till after we had voted. So yeah, I think that, that was, was a that, major problem. Yeah. Yes, it didn't pick up any awards from. Uh, I mean, any of our critics, uh, critic groups. I don't. I don't think. But maybe that. Maybe that's the case. Maybe too many of the Academy members didn't even see Star Wars: The Force Awakens. I can hardly believe mm-hmm. that, but that could be true. No, and you know, I would have preferred The Revenant or Brooklyn as Best Picture instead of uh, Spotlight. But uh, but I'm like yeah. James. I think. Yeah, James. I think you you've said once before on the show that you're that you you enjoy the Oscars. You enjoy watching all of your favorites lose. <laughs> and I'm getting that. Way. Yes, but this time it didn't lose because I picked Spotlight months ago as the best picture of the you year. You did, and, okay, and I you was vindicated. <laughs> you were. You were. Yes, you were, I did not pick Mad Max. That's for sure. Well, we we agree we agree on that. Well, well, let's talk about the real star of the Oscar Oscar show now, Chris Rock. Richard, Yay. do you think he was an effective host? Now you didn't get to watch, so you don't know how Chris Rock. Have you heard anything over there across the pond about Chris Rock? Uh, me, yeah, yeah. I, I saw you know a lot a lot of his you know. Remarks on the stage about the the, the, um, the fact there were no black actors nominated, and, it, and he he made a lot of funny little side jokes about that, which I thought were quite effective. They brought uh, Kevin Hart on at one stage, and and he riffed on that for a little while. And uh, and so even though there was there was a cloud over the event or potential cloud because of the lack of you know, no Will Smith in concussion or Idris Elba and Beast of No Nation, on and on and on. But uh, no, I mean he. But he did it in an entertaining way. He didn't sort of, you know, do it in a patronizing way, which I thought was was good. Well, I I really think he he did an excellent job keeping everyone aware of the diversity problem. He yeah. didn't let anyone off the hook. He was probably thinking it's a dirty job, but somebody has to do it. <laughs> he just yeah, he very much. And so, what he, he said in, so, in his opening so. remarks, you know, he thought because uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, I think, didn't. She, she was boycotting the Oscars or something, and he mentioned he brought that up, and he thought about, you know, should I do the Oscars? I wouldn't Oscars, have liked to be, it? In, uh, to be in that position. James, um, the, how did you think uh, Chris Rock did? I thought Chris Rock was absolutely hilarious. He was wonderful. He did everything with humor. He defused the whole situation by making yeah. a joke of it and making people laugh about it, and yet you thought about it. So I thought he, he was very clever in doing that, and I give him an A-plus for his hosting job. He was wonderful. I agree on that. But, Diana, uh, do you agree with us, or do you have other uh, feelings about uh, Chris Rock's hosting on Sunday? I think he did a marvelous job. He he got his points across. He mixed it up with humor. He mixed it up with academy stuff. And the best part of it was when he brought the Girl Scouts in, and they won. They got sixty nine thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> 
I was so happy that I already had my peanut butter patties from the Girl Scouts <laughs> to make that much money, but that crowd could afford it. There's, there's no, oh, yes. no doubt, no doubt about yeah. about it. <laughs> so, well, uh, so Chris Rock gets uh, high marks from uh, Richard uh, Jack Smith, James Cold Harrison, uh, Diana Sanger, and Betty Jo Tucker. So, let's uh, talk about the the acceptance speeches. You know, I really enjoyed um, Leonardo DiCaprio's comments. He looked so happy and quite stunned with the enthusiastic reception from the audience, and he even tossed in a plug for global warming. What a guy! <laughs> so, what? What do you? Who? Who did you think gave the best, or do you have a favorite acceptance speech from from Sunday's Oscar ceremony, James? Well, you stole my thunder because I was going to pick Leonardo. He seems to be a, such a nice man. He's just well-mannered. His mother raised him properly. Uh, he loves his mother. He takes her to several uh, award shows uh, during the years. It. Yeah, he, he's just a wonderful gentleman. He's so smooth and elegant and just well-mannered and it seems like a very sweet guy, and uh, and he's also involved in so many things around the world to make things better, not only global warming, but uh, he and um, Matt Damon are into uh, getting clean water throughout the world. But um, he, he just seemed humble at accepting his award, even though he had been nominated a thousand times and never won, And but he was very gracious. So I liked Leonardo absolutely the best. So we're thinking alike on on that. How about you, Diana? Do you have a favorite acceptance speech? Well, I liked Leonardo, but I also liked Brie Larson. Um, She deserved the Academy for that movie. And what she had to go through, she must have been feeling a lot of, you know, that it was a real story and how could have anybody ever survived. And so I really appreciated all the things that she said and how much attention she paid to... um, the little boy who was with her, who was so cute. At the Jacob Tremblay, that darling little yeah. boy. Jacob oh. Tremblay, yeah. yeah. Oh, he was annoying well, in you... the movie, however. He was annoying. <laughs> he was That's annoying not a in the movie. Yes, I wanted to slap him. <laughs> <laughs> James, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't approve of the room being nominated for best picture, I gather. Well, no. I mean, I certainly have sympathy for the subject matter and, and things that women have to put up with. I mean, everybody would agree with that. But uh, I just, it wasn't the kind of a movie that would, it wasn't pleasant to me. And I don't like unpleasant things because I'm a typical Libra. I like everything to be wonderful. So You like the entertainment. You like it. I like, like entertainment. I like sequins and balloons and showgirls. <laughs> <laughs> now, now we know. Now we know. Well, Richard, you didn't. Richard, you didn't hear any uh, acceptance speeches. Uh, so, yeah, so yes, I, yes. kind of. And, um, you did. The one that I liked was um, from the editor of Mad Max, Margaret Sixel. Um, I thought it was very dignified to the point. The one I didn't quite like as much, even though it was well deserved award, was from Morricone. Mainly because he didn't speak in English, which I found no, a little odd. Italian. Yeah. yeah, the translator. I mean, I, I, I imagine he does speak English because he's done a lot of English-speaking movies that he's done the music for, which I thought 
again was a little odd, but yeah, that was. Uh, but there was there were some good speeches. Um, but yeah, yeah I, I, I think so uh, Margaret Sixel was was like you know just because a lot of them tend to go. I want to thank. I want to thank, and that gets a little yeah. bit grating. Yeah, yeah. That, that, yeah, that's a pain. And also, read Mark Rylands. Hmm? the transcripts, Richard. If you read the transcripts, Richard, uh, Marconi has a lot of stuff there in English. Yeah. Well, he had a translator, though. Yeah. No, yeah. backstage, he, he, he spoke did. in English sometimes, too. Yeah, he was, yeah. That was very touching uh, for him to win that award yeah. i i was really happy that that he did um i don't uh, i didn't think that there were any uh, bad acceptance speeches but i thought that um i hated the way alejandro inarritu was cut off before he could finish his acceptance speech as the best director for the revenant and uh, that one that one kind of bothered me but as uh, acceptance speeches go, I thought that that all of them did uh, did uh, well. Um, th- is there anybody that you would say that you you didn't respond well to, James, for accept acceptance speeches? Mm, gosh, that's a hard one. Uh, no, I I didn't find any that were really awful. Like in past years, like Dasheen Littlefeather and some of those dreadful speeches. Uh, no, I I can't think of any bad ones this year. And good, I'm glad because you know some years they just go on and on and on and on, and uh, that really. Well, I, I is don't. Not... Yeah, I don't like it when they they thank everybody at the agency and everybody who worked in the studio. I mean, we don't even know who these names are. They say thanks to Bruce <laughs> and and Jane and so. We, who the hell are they? We don't know who they are. <laughs> Well, that's true. That's true. Well, that that kind of is a little is a little annoying. Uh, well, I can't believe the the time has gone by so so fast. I I want I have a last question for you, for all three of you, and it's going to be: Do you have uh, any anything that you would like to add that we uh, that we haven't covered? But before we do that, it's time to take a little break and listen to brief messages from two of our loyal listeners. Hi, comedian Nancy Lombardo here, host of Comedy Concepts, Blog Talk Radio. And when I need my movie fix, you'll know where I'll be found. That's right, every Tuesday at 4 p.m., listening to Betty Jo Tucker on Movie Attic Headquarters, Blog Talk Radio. Show me the funny, Betty, show me the funny. You're listening to Movie Attic Headquarters with your host, Betty Jo Tucker. She's the real deal in what's happening on film. And if you're not real careful, you might hear the confessions of a movie addict. So get your popcorn and stay right there in your seat for Movie Attic Headquarters. And now back to our feature. Stephen Nancy for those fun promos. As most of you know, Nancy is the hilarious host of Comedy Concepts, which airs on Monday and Friday mornings at 10.30 Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio. It's always a fun show, and I noticed on Facebook she called this uh, Oscar ceremony on Sunday 
the Cleavage Awards, <laughs> which is so white <laughs> Also, don't forget to check out the Mom and Pop Shop show on Dreamstream Radio each Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time. It's very entertaining, of course, because the host is none other than Mr. Showbiz himself, George Bettinger. And let's not forget all the diverse shows on the Wackle Network on Mixler. That's M-I-X-L-R. There's something for everyone in the Wackle wheelhouse. Okay, we're back now with Diana Sanger, James Cold Harrison, and Richard Jack Smith. And uh, to wrap things up for the first part of our show, I'd like to know from each of our guests, one, uh, because the time's going by so fast, and I see Denise Casino is waiting in the green room, if there is one other thing that you'd like to add about this year's Academy Awards, why don't you go first, James? I knew you were going to put me in this spot. Um, I just want to say that I thought Shirsha Ronan has grown into a beautiful young lady. She had a gorgeous green, Irish green dress on. And I must say, I interviewed her in Ireland when she was 12 years old. And she's now 20, and she's not the same girl. She's absolutely beautiful and a wonderful actress. So I give her a big oh, kiss. Oh, thanks for for that because I just love that actress and and thought she was should have gotten the best actress award. Richard, one one more thing you'd like to add? Yes, just a little shout out for the unsung. Uh, I thought, uh, well, obviously they didn't nominate the Walk, but I would have loved it if that had been. You know, included especially in Best Picture, Best Actor, and a few other categories. That would have been nice. But uh, you yes. know, there, there, there's always uh, hope next year that uh, the great films of of the year will uh, be included. There's always hope. <laughs> the Walk is what you're talking about. Yes, that's with Joseph Gordon-Levitt. Yes, at least the cinematography. And Diana, one thing Absolutely. additional that you'd like to add. Well, I was I was fine with most stuff. Um, funny you should mention that you retired of the of the uh, thank you and I love yous, but I don't know if you noticed they had a ticker tape running under every person who spoke, thanking their particular yes. people. It was ran through the whole mm. show, which was like yes. I didn't even notice it till someone said something. So they don't need to do it both ways. <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, that's mm. that's a good that's a good suggestion. Well, I wanna wanna add how beautiful. Uh, Alicia Vikander looked in that gorgeous yellow dress, and oh, I love so that. happy that love she won Best Supporting Actress, as well as how comfortable and funny Louis Louis C.K. was as a presenter, and how ca- happy I was when a clip announcing that Debbie Reynolds, a friend of our show, you all know, received the Gene Hirschalt Humanitarian Award. I was so glad when yeah. that was shown. It's about time Debbie received some some love from the from the Academy. Well, what a treat it's been today talking with Diana, James, and Richard here on our Oscar after party. But as I mentioned, Denise Casino is in the green room now, so I would like to bring her on to start the ball rolling with cinema stanzas, rhyming about movies. And because Richard wrote the first review of my book, thank you, Richard, he has agreed to join in that discussion. Diana and James, please feel free to stay also. But but Diana, I know you're pulled over on the road there (laughs) in the car. So now would you drive, drive, drive safely home? And uh, okay, but of course, you. feel free to say also, Denise. Thanks so much for publishing my uh, new book, and for calling in to help celebrate its release as a Kindle ebook. 
I am very happy to be here, but I have to say that book was a challenge to publish. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, I with think I agree. I agree and with our you. Facing tell, tell our, our uh, centering our, our justification. It was it seemed like will this ever end? Yeah, it was like a shaggy dog story, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, but it was fun. <laughs> Well, because we were working together, and uh, we ha- we did not know uh, that um, in Kindle it was kind of hard formatting the poetry. We didn't think it would be hard because I had uh, all of these 70 poems already written, so it was just a matter of putting them together in the genre. I wanted you know to have all all genres represented, which we did. We had and we had uh, blockbuster films as well as small independent films, and uh, so putting them in the uh, in the order that was not not a problem. But um, formatting it uh, on Kindle that was that was where we had all the fun, right, Denise? Yes, but we did manage to get it to turn out near perfect. I would say. I was very, very happy to, uh, at the way it turned out, and uh, I'm getting compliments practically every day about your book, your book design. And I want to thank the people on Facebook who helped, who voted which co- which cover the book should be. And people are saying how it stands out when it's among other, you know, other books, and um, how much that they that they appreciate the the look of of that uh, cover. But why did you decide to take on this book as one of your many projects? <laughs> because I love my friend Betty Jo Tucker. Oh, yes. <laughs> you're so nice. You're really so nice. <laughs> well, well, we've had a long friendship, and I've been so enjoyed working with you. And I love, you know, you're such a movie buff, and I'm barely keeping up. <laughs> so I love your movie reviews, and I love your um, the poetry with these movie re- reviews was especially uh, descriptive. You know, you 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 boiled it down to an essence. And very cleverly told the story of these movies in your poetry. Well, that's so nice of you to say. I um, I just took it, you know, just took a risk. I think originally by uh, starting to put poetry as part of the um, movie reviews that that I was turning out, and I was amazed at how many people appreciated that and enjoyed that probably because it's it's you know so different and um then uh, so many people said put them in put them all together in a collection in a in a book and um i i didn't think it would be hard to do and so now we know what the story is but i think the results are worth all our all our efforts and and De- Denise, your massive Twitter campaign <laughs> for <laughs> cinema stanzas is really helping to get the word out. Um, I, I I just am amazed at how uh, how you were able to capture some images, and then you know maybe one stanza from a from a particular poem for a film, 
and then take a picture of it and put it, you know, with a little caption and put what dozens of these on on Twitter. So how did you how did you do that? Well, you and I had fun creating the chapter headings, the chapter images, and combining a collage of many of the actors and actresses in these different movies and characters in some cases into a collage and then making it look kind of like a movie screen beginning with each chapter. So we have comedy and drama and, you know, fantasy and all of the genres. But each one is kind of capsulized by this image at the beginning. And I thought that was kind of fun. So I took those and created images for Twitter and Facebook using those yeah. and adding, like you say, a little stanza from one of the, genre, one of the poems of that particular genre. And uh, we, we put them up on Twitter, and I think they're a hit. Well, yes, people have liked those, and uh, you put them up on the on the day or after the book was released. That's that's been a few days ago, and I noticed checking um, then. I'm, I'm not sure what's going on now, but I noticed checking then. We we got up to number to in the top ten in two categories. I so think I you thought got that to number was, four. Number four. Number four in two in two categories. So I thought yeah. that was very interesting for a, a book that combines uh, film criticism and uh, and poetry because I uh, those are the two the two peop the two target areas that we're going for. You know the people who like poetry and the people who like uh, film criticism. So uh, so I'm pleased with how the how the book has been received. So far, and, and this seems like a good place to bring in Richard Jack Smith, who also writes film poems, into the discussion. As I mentioned before, Richard is the first person to review the book, and I want to thank you, Richard, for your wonderful five-star review on Amazon. What what did you enjoy most about reading Cinema Stanzas? It was a wonderfully original book, uh, Betty Jo. The use of poetry in t talking about film, not only as uh, a plot distillation, but also, as Denise was saying, in a descriptive way, getting into the, the essence of what was happening in a given genre or given uh, film, I found was, was so, just so enlightening and, and refreshing as well. as a different way of approaching criticism through poetry. And you, know, you are doing... Go ahead, Betty, go. Well, I was going to uh, say, uh, and you've, you've started doing that uh, uh, too, Richard. How is that coming along with your your uh, poems for uh, uh, about films? Actually, you've inspired me to put a lot of them together, and I'm, I've started... Um, collating and, and, and putting them all together um, with hopes of maybe, if it's possible, uh, possibly doing some uh, publishing uh, a book of uh, film poetry of my own um, at some point. Um, I'm up to about 87 poems at the moment. I want to get up to around 250, um, but I'm going to keep writing and, you know, keep at it and um, hopefully... Uh, I hope you do. Maybe we're, we've started something, Richard. Maybe... <laughs> 
<laughs> we started we started something. Yeah, I, that makes me very one. that makes me very happy to hear. And uh, do you have any favorite film poems from Cinema Stanza? I certainly do. Um, In Time was 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 wonderful. I mean, just uh, made me think about when I was in my teens and how impressionable I was back then because. Basically, there were, there were, during that time, I think there were three people I, I really looked up to um, in terms of like cinematic influences uh, in, in my life personally. One was my father, Ray, um, my half-brothers, Paul and Jamie. Uh, basically, um, if I saw a film and I liked it, but if, if they didn't like it, they could almost sway my opinion on it. So the way this uh, goes back to your poem of uh, In Time was you caused me to rethink about the value of that particular film through your poem and uh, and and that's an interesting um approach and response uh, to, to a piece of criticism or poetry is look to take another look at it through someone else's eyes because i think across the board criticism is about sharing feelings and thoughts and that's very important. And then, and with that particular poem, I was uh, it resonated very deeply with me in that sense. Uh, as uh, as for uh, two others that were, um, I found very impactful. Uh, Out of the dark, which was a very short and sweet uh, poem. I I read it again today, and it was again just a wonderful rhythm that you established in that uh, poem. Um, with the fear and the, you know what's going to happen with this little girl, it just 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 brought me right in. And even though I haven't seen that particular movie, it made me want to see it very very much. And then uh, True Grit, which is the remake uh, with Jeff Bridges, which was uh, pure class, a very very well written poem. Again, um, could almost up right up until the end of that particular poem relate both to the new film and also the John Wayne version. Um, in terms of how you dis- distilled the way um, the, st- the story uh, unfolds, in that Matty's looking for the man that killed her father, and uh, yeah, I found that very, very, very well done. Well, you you picked three of my of my favorites, Richard, and and um, this one that you mentioned in time um, that kind of uh, bothers me to be negative about uh movies i i try to be as, as positive as i can and this was a sci-fi movie starring one of my favorites justin timberlake and uh mm-hmm. and it also had olivia wilde and uh killian murphy and amanda seyfried and i i really uh don't want to get hate mail <laughs> from from any of these poems because uh i i mean well in them and um I, I want this book to be more of a fun read for uh, movie fans and and fans of poetry. But but let me read the um, the end time because it's it's short. And I called it sci-fi gone wrong. Worry, worry, and watch the clock. For in time, waste what time you've got. A future based on how much time you steal or loan can end in crime. 
the lucky few with years to go need not worry at some stoop low, but two will fight, even with kin, to make things right and save their skin. How did it start, this time-based snare? Who knows for sure? It's hard to care. The actors here bear equal blame with the writer who is off his game. Some sci-fi fans will be upset watching in time on that, I'll bet. And now the writer is also... Uh, somebody that I I really have raved about before, Andrew Nichol. He did Gattaca and uh, The yeah. Truman Show. And so I, I, I hope we don't have uh, pitchforks and torches on that one. I was much kinder <laughs> to, <laughs> to to True Grit. I called my, re, my uh, review Gritty Business. And um, I want to mention that it was the Coen Brothers who did this remake, and I'm a big fan of the Coen Brothers. And uh, it came out around Christmas back in 2010, and you'll see why that's important in this in this poem. I'll avenge my father, teenage Maddie vowed, and in face of danger she never cowed. She wanted a gunman to help her find the dastardly killer she had in mind. Marshal Cogburn, reluctant and wary, could not refuse Maddie's stubborn query. As the two set out across treacherous land, they're joined by a lawman who lends a hand. Pity the villains in the film True Grit, but not the viewers who are in for a hit. Thanks to Cone Brothers, Ethan and Joel, for a special gift during this Noel, and so that was that was my tribute to the to Cohen Brothers. So I really am happy that you that you enjoyed those uh, those poems, uh, Richard. Mm. And uh, I'm wondering, uh, Denise, did you have any any poems that you that, that were your favorites out of the book? I know there were seventy to choose from. I liked The Martian. And I also liked um, the short. Oh, what's the movie? The the big short. I like the. the I like what I like about poetry. Is the very essence of it that it it in the fewest words possible tells the most. And that's what's so great about these reviews. Because you can capture the entire story, the full essence of it, in a poem without having to use uh, three 2,000 words. And that's I really right. thought I, that that's what happened with the big short. You know, that's a uh, complicated story, and yet the poem lays it out there so clearly. What is this about? You didn't really need much more of a review after that poem, I don't think. You have a, you have a couple paragraphs, but the poem really, really does it. So that well, was one of my uh, favorites. The Big Short, and you know I can't find <laughs> The Big Short. That was not one of my favorite one of my favorite uh, movies, but I but I do have The Martian here, and that's that's one of my and that is my, my other one, and I loved that. Uh, you know that was a, a, really an, a pretty amazing story, and I really felt like your staying alive. Your is the title. No, oh, that's Revenant. I'm sorry. No place like home. The title of your review. And really just the first four lines, one stanza. All alone and stranded is he, left behind with his misery. An astronaut who is presumed dead. To survive, he must use his head. You know, that tells so much. 
Yeah. You know, it's great. I yeah. love the I love the poetry mixed with the the reviews because the reviews are a bit cut and dry, you know, it's it's your impression, you're talking about cinematography, you're talking about acting, you're it's a serious review. But these whimsical and they are fairly whimsical, not too many are yes. intense or heavy. Tell uh, tell the story in a nutshell and I love it. Well, thank you very much, and uh, I I really uh, lo- loved the movie The Martian. It was one of my top ten movies of 2015, and uh, I, I and and that's the one, Richard, that you asked if you could read in your uh, writing class over there in in Wales. Uh, am I right about that? Yeah. Yes, and and thank you, Betty Jo and Denise, for uh, including uh, my quote in the book. I, I was. Uh, honored so that was very very nice nice gesture thank you for that well we we liked we liked what you said top-notch rhymes (laughs) so that that works we got get a lot of mileage mileage out of that one and um (laughs) we so uh oh golly this is just it's taking my breath away um i'm i'm just so pleased at the at the response that we've that we've had and I, uh, I I just hope that uh, that everyone would uh, go over to the Kindle store over at Amazon.com and uh, order Cinema Stanzas Rhyming About Movies. It only costs what is the price now? I think we got it at three ninety nine. Yeah, at three ninety nine. I think it's a bargain. Seventy seventy poems at three ninety at three ninety nine, and yeah. um, I I don't think that you'll be that you'll be disappointed. And one more poem, if you'll indulge me. I did um, do the introduction to the book. I did a poem to uh, let readers know what they were in for, and I'd like to share that with uh, with the, with the listeners. Dear reader, my film poems lurk within this book. I hope you like the way they look. Some are short and others are long. They came to me like in a song. Read them out loud and you will see how rhyming means so much to me. Though movies are my favorite things, I love the feel that rhyming brings. So read these poems and have some fun. Perhaps you'll smile when you are done. So that's the whole purpose of the book to be uh, something that's fun uh, to read and to read out loud. I think the the poems are fun uh, to read out loud. I would like to mention that Nancy Lombardo from Comedy Concepts is in the chat room, and um, she says that she reviewed cinema stanzas on Kindle. So, So that's something new. That's news today. Thank you so much. Nancy, I really appreciate it. Right after the show, we'll go over and see um, and and read your review. That's so very very nice of you. I think we have time for um, to hear a little bit about uh, bestseller services, Denise. Uh, how can people uh, get in touch with you about? Well, uh, I help people get highly ranked and hopefully to number one in their category on Amazon. And my company is bestsellerservices.com, and I have a a system and a technique and a strategy that works about 99% of the time. Betty Jo has benefited from it because she's got, I think, a couple of number one bestsellers. 
Yes, Confessions of a Movie Addict, and uh, the um, uh, it, it had to be uh, us. It had to had to be us. Yes, yes. Thank you for for remembering those. And, and um, your books seem to have, take on a life of their own. They just keep going and going. Well, I I just uh, have uh, so many people who who have given me support and. Um, told me how much they, they've appreciated uh, my work, that it just, uh, you know, fills my heart. I just am so, so happy about that and blessed. And I also want to add my thanks to film critic Phil Hall for writing that amazing foreword to my book. You know, he starts out by saying it. this may seem like an odd sort of book, and then he goes into explaining why uh, uh, poetry and and uh, movies and film criticism go together, and and uh, it's worth them three dollars and ninety nine cents just to read Phil Hall's wonderful foreword. And also, mm-hmm. um, there's a poet and author named Ronald Hull that I'd like to thank for his enthusiastic review posted on on Amazon.com, and he he gave us the right to use his uh, quote. That uh, uh, the the poetry enhanced my my reviews, and we used that on the cover. And he's always been so supportive of the poetry that I that I put up over on uh, Authors Dan. And I also want to thank all the listeners who have already purchased Cinema Stanzas. I really appreciate it. And if you don't have a, a Kindle and you don't have a copy yet. Please remember to go over to Amazon.com and the Kindle bookstore. And even if you don't have a Kindle, there's a free application that you can uh, load for your uh, for your um, uh, PC and for other devices. I I think I have that right, Denise. Yes, on on Amazon at the uh, when you go to the Kindle when you're on Cinema Stanzas, cross the top kind of under the header. It will say, get a free Kindle at, let's see, buy a Kindle, Kindle eBooks. It gives you a, several options, and one of them is free reading apps. And you can download the app to whatever device you want. I have that on my on my computer. I don't I don't have a Kindle. I'm sorry to say. I, I hope maybe Santa this next year might uh, remedy that uh, for me. But uh, it works okay. It works, you know. I'm still a person who likes, a, you know, to hold the book in, in her hands. But I'm getting used to reading them on the computer, and uh, I have quite a library now, Denise. Thanks to you, <laughs> so, there's all <laughs> all sorts of books that you've helped uh, help launch, and and great great books. Well, I see that our time is running out, and I uh, I just have uh, appreciated so much. Uh, all of our guests today, um, thanks to Denise and Diana and Richard and James for being such terrific guests again. And here's a big shout-out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio for their support, as well as to our producer, Nikki Starr, and to our chatters and other listeners for tuning in. I hope everyone enjoyed today's show. I know I sure did. Please come back next time for another spirited discussion about movies. In the meantime, don't you forget to check out our film reviews at realtalkreviews.com. That's R-E-E-L, realtalkreviews.com. That's all for now, folks. 
Now, because the annual Oscar ceremony is Hollywood's biggest event every year, let's close the show with my favorite rendition of, you guessed it, Hooray for Hollywood. (laughs) 